Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to the preview of Seahawks-Dolphins this Sunday. And I have Simon Clancy here with me. Before you read Manscaped and tell the people, you know, what they have to do with their balls, Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote. Is that correct? I believe that's yeah. correct. It is correct, and it's astonishing. But I suppose the one caveat to that is that, unlike baseball, for example, where votes are first, second, and third, it's literally just a vote for first place. No, right. There's no other vote available. Does that make sense? Yes. So, you know, when you see guys getting 46 and 47 votes, it's not 46 and 47 first place votes. It's literally just one person voting for one person. And I suppose you could make the argument that although Russell has been a top five player in the league now for six or seven years, perhaps he's not been until this year, the best player in the league in a single season I suppose you'd be hard pressed to say that neither Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson were undeserving last year although I do think that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL Uh, and I've long thought that I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks probably the second best quarterback coming out of that draft I absolutely loved him in college Um, I can remember talking about him on an old message board Um, for those of you that used to use the fins um, we used to talk about uh, Russell Wilson and were were panned for his height Keith uh, Keith Box and I used to chat about uh, how much we loved him when he was at NC State, how much we loved him at Wisconsin, and people like he's five foot ten. It's never going to happen. And yeah. uh, <laughs> now look, he's never missed a single game, not missed a single game. Um, and he, to me, he is the elite quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I think you, I, I mean, I heard a, an amazing stat, Kaylin Kaler of Bleacher Report said on the magazine podcast the other day that in the season 2013, when Seattle won the NFC Championship and went to the Super Bowl, lost to New England. Um, Russell Wilson threw 20 touchdown passes that season. Uh, he's already thrown 14 in three games. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's which is a new NFL record, by the way. 
yeah, it's astonishing what he's doing. Um, and, and the good thing is that Seattle, because it's long been a um, frustration of mine as a fan of football, but also a massive fan of Russell Wilson. It's long been a frustration that that uh, John Schneider and Pete Carroll haven't necessarily filled the skill positions with the sort of talent you you would imagine. That it's the same in Green Bay, really. You look mm-hmm. at you know, I, I heard an amazing stat say that throughout his career, Aaron Rodgers has only ever thrown one touchdown pass to a first round draft pick one <laughs> touchdown pass since 2005 to a first round draft pick i find that do you I know mean, who it just is blows my do you mind. know who it is yeah it was yeah mercedes lewis last year oh wow so, yeah right and you <laughs> think about you know Devonte adams second round pick jordy nelson second round pick uh, alan lazard free agent aaron jones six round pick you know i mean astonishing to think that he's through I think I think Peyton Manning. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think Peyton threw two hundred and thirteen touchdowns to first round picks. Obviously, Reggie, Marvin, and, and Edge. Yes, but nevertheless, that is a crazy statistic. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, I, I've long bemoaned the fact that that they haven't surrounded Russell Wilson with with the sort of talent that his talent deserves. Um, and it's good to see as a as a football fan the let Russ cook. Um, the way that they're doing it this year and they've you know they've really stacked up underrated running backs Chris Carson's a good back whether or not he goes on Sunday remains to be seen with the the, the, the sprain that he got from Tristan Hill at the weekend but decent receivers now with Tyler Lockett uh, Metcalf looks really good and they've got really three really good tight ends I think in, in Hollister um, Will Disley is a good player Greg Olson um, so yeah and uh, you know Dave Moore and Freddie Swain have been contributing as well. And also up front, Dwayne Brown is playing well. Damian Lewis is playing well. Post, it's just that, you know, they finally got an offensive line that at least protects him. So, yeah, he's um, he's just a fun, such a fun player to watch. Yeah, and if Chris Carson can't go, and believe me, I, I believe that that was a cheap shot, by the way. Uh, it was a terrible cheap shot, I thought. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Uh, number 72 of the Dallas Cowboys? Tristan, Tristan Hill, the USF, former USF defensive tackle. Yes. That, you know, that, that, that role that he did, that, you know, come on. The guy's on the floor. You know he's on, on, on the ground. You got him on the ground. Play's over. What are you doing still wrenching his leg? Okay. You're obviously yeah. trying to do something else. So if Chris so Carson cool. can't go, I would warn Dolphin fans. Travis Homer has looked like a good pro, and Carlos Hyde is a capable Yeah, Carlos Hyde's went well. And they really like DJ Dallas as well, you know. And, yeah, so, and the good thing about Dallas is that you can trust him on third downs as well because he can pass protect. I thought he was the best pass protecting running back in the um, in the draft. But also what you'll see as well, they'll move Disley around, they'll move Hollister around, they'll even get Luke Wilson involved, you know, mm-hmm. in some H-back stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I mean, we'll get to it, but it feels like a long day for the Dolphins at the weekend. <laughs> it could, it could but be. Certainly on defense. <laughs> yes. Although Byron Jones is miraculously now talking about playing. So who knows? Maybe there's good news on that front because they're going to need every single bit of that secondary yeah. to go up against he these guys. Practicing today, or at least practicing on the sideline in sort of shell and, you know. Yes, which is a very good stuff, sign. But, it's a very good yeah, sign. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm um, if I'm um, the Seahawks offensive coordinator, if I'm Brian Schottenheimer, the very first thing I'm doing is is um, trying to get Tyler Lockett on Byron Jones and, and get him, you know, carting in and out and comebacks and, you know, all those sorts of things that really test that groin because yeah. it does feel like it might be a bit too soon for Jones to be back in the, um, back in the race. Yeah. Now I wanted to, I wanted to revisit an old draft. DK Metcalf. 
do you remember the knocks on him? Because he's a reminder that sometimes big and fast is just big and fast. And it's a good thing to have big and fast. <laughs> you know what I mean, Simon? Because yeah, I think there was, he's set the world on fire since day one. Yeah, I think there was some... I think there were some legitimate issues that people had around DK. Um, you know, he looked, you know, I mean, he's got the body of an Adonis, but he almost looked like he was so maxed out physically. He looked a little bit stiff. And I remember his numbers at the combine weren't great in terms of those change of direction um, things that he had because, it, you know, was there a little bit of stiffness given just how meaty he was. Um, but actually you go back and look at it. Uh, I think there was one receiver drafted in the first round, which was Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Patriots took Nikhil Harry. 49ers took Debo Samuel, which is, was obviously a great pick. And then you've got his teammate, A.J. Brown, Miko Hardman, who, who went to the Pro Bowl, albeit as a... Um, Pretty damn good class so far, as, right? Except for the Patriot yeah, guy. Albeit, <laughs> yeah, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Paris Campbell, who's obviously been injured, Andy Isabella feels a little bit high, and then D.K. Metcalf, ahead of Deontay Johnson, um, who's who's also had a really good start to his career in, in, in Pittsburgh. But yeah, I mean, Metcalf is... Is, is making people pay. And I think what, what's interesting, and I think what you'll find next uh, this weekend is that obviously he had that brain fart of a, um, of a play at the weekend where, um, you know, he caught the long ball from Russell Wilson, the best long ball passer in the NFL and um, proceeded to showboat as he got to the, uh, as he got to the line and uh, Trayvon Diggs was able to just knock it out, you know, out the back of his hand and, and he went back for a touchback and, uh, you know, I know he got the winning touchdown pass at the end of the game, but Russell talked after the game about how, you know, he and DK have spent some time, you know, kind of laughing about it, but also saying, you know, he's, you know, he's never going to do this again. He's never going to, he'll never take a playoff ever again in his life. And um, because it feels like the only player that can stop DK Metcalf sometimes is DK Metcalf, you know, so. Yeah. And this um, is the first time I've ever seen Russell Wilson, like actually hot on the sideline. I don't know if you you saw the play, like uh, after the play, Russell Wilson. Yeah. I've never seen him like that before, but you could tell he was, he was thinking like, what are we doing? Like we're giving away touchdowns at the one yard line now. And yeah, it was, it was an awful play, but he did get yeah. past Ron Diggs and that should be a problem for the Dolphins. They got to prevent the big play. Is it as simple as if they don't allow if the Dolphins talking about the Dolphins now, if they don't allow big plays and force Seattle to grind out drives for touchdowns that puts them right in the game. Sorry, say that one again. If is it as simple as if the Dolphins prevent long touchdowns from Seattle and force them to grind out drives for their touchdowns, does that yeah. put the Dolphins right in the game? Um, maybe. I mean, I think what I think the annoying thing about the Seahawks, and it's something we've just never been able to handle, whether it's Cam Newton, whether it's Josh Allen. Um, is that Russ can account for yards with his legs. Now, he doesn't do it very often. You know, it's not, he would much rather throw, but he's extremely mobile, can get out of the pocket and make yards with his feet. Um, and they can be absolute, you know, backbreakers for, for defences. Um, I, I think the Dolphins are going to have to try and control the clock and, and keep Wilson off the field. Um, you know, you want to see the sort of same start that they had against Jacksonville uh, last weekend, uh, last Thursday night. Uh, and really come out and dominate because there are, you know, that is a team uh, as good as they are, and they are really like the Seahawks. But I think they're lightweight on defense. Um, you know, in each unit, you can you can pick holes in each unit. You look at Jaran Reed, good player but underachieved. LJ Collier just starting, you know, former first round pick, only just sort of beginning to get into it. Alan Rob- uh, Alton Robinson, 
the fifth rounder at Syracuse had his first sack last week. But, you know, the linebackers, Bobby Wagner's a Hall of Famer. KJ Wright's a borderline Hall of Famer. Jordan and, Brooks is a know, guy that I like coming out of the draft yeah. this year. And I know that hasn't played a lot. Hasn't he got played injured. A great deal. He, and it he got, seems he's yeah. going to be out for a while, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I don't know what the injury was. Um, but yeah, he. Um, because he was backing up Kay Wright, certainly. And then you look at the secondary. You know, it's not the same secondary that it was back in the day. Uh, Jamal Adams has been amazing since he got there. You know, he was fantastic against the Patriots. He, he took over against the Patriots in that second half at, at, at points. Quandre Diggs is a very good player. But, you know, you kind of fancy yourself on the on the perimeter with Dunbar and Trey Flowers and Shaquille Griffin and Ryan Neal, the old Dolphin, Nico Thorpe, uh, the kid that was at Auburn. So, you know, I, I don't think that secondary is great. And I think we can challenge it. And I think we've got receivers that would worry big, you know, big receivers um, who would worry the Seahawks. But I, I feel like you've got to be able to establish the run and try and keep, um, try and keep Russell off the field. Essentially, I think that, you know, running the play clock down. I know that sounds, you know, we're not a high powered, high scoring, high falutin offense, but you, you do want to keep, when you're facing guys like Russell Wilson, you want to try and keep them off the field as much as you can. Yeah, expected not to play. Um, I got the injury list right here. So far, uh, these guys are doubtful. Twenty six players. Yeah, see, I've got twenty six players on the uh, injury report. The guys that don't look too good to to start or play. Jordan Brooks was expected to be back this week. They they're thinking he's not. Jamal Adams has not practiced all week. Yeah, he has a groin. By the way, Jordan Brooks has a knee injury. Quentin Dunbar might not play this Sunday. Dwayne Brown is doubtful. Benson Mayoa, the guys that it looks, it's starting to look like Chris Carson will play. So yeah, that's if Dwayne, good news uh, well, on Seahawks. Chris Carson, the good thing about the Dolphins is that they're very, um, they don't get a lot of penalties and they hunt the football. You know, they, they're good at fun, you know, Carl Van Noy, um, smart, heady veteran footballers understand things like Chris Carson, who's a very, very good running back, but been, uh, has really been hampered by fumbles throughout his career. You know, they're going to be starting probably Jamarco Jones at left tackle, a kid I really like coming out of Ohio State. But, you know, there's a chance as well for the Dolphins, you know, to try and to try and pressure Russell, to try and leave an imprint on that Seahawks offense. Because what you don't want is Russell just coming on the field, driving down, you know, Tyler Lockett getting open, not being able to cover the tight ends out of the backfield, because that would be a concern, you know. It is Disney's one way, Hollis is another, DK's deep, here comes Lockett across the middle. Do you know what I mean? Here's David Moore as a decent third receiver and, and all of a sudden we're all over the shop. And that, you know, those are the sorts of games where you can feel like the Dolphins just don't get a grip on it. I think what they need to do is really get quickly, get into their stride, get some points on the board and, and, and try and do it that way. But do it by keeping the Seahawks off the field if they can. All right. We're going to get into the game now in a little bit but before we do simon's going to tell you about manscape you can hear this noise people hear that <laughs> this thing is about an inch away from my microphone and it's also been on my testicle <laughs> what do you feel about that listeners you're kind of almost touching my testicles i mean you're not sort of are and if i was to go you literally touch my testicle that's pretty much the same um so this is the lawnmower from Manscaped. It's got a light, actually. It's quite dark here. and We're recording it early evening in the UK. It's about half six. And it's got a light, and I don't have my kitchen light on. So actually, it's, it's performing a double service. One, making you feel really uncomfortable, and two, shining the way. Um, and Manscaped shine the way for 
that sort of business. Damn their business. Get it sorted, boys. Nobody likes hairy nuts. Nobody likes the hair. In fact, when I got up this morning, no word of a lie, genuinely, before I clean my teeth, I uh, shaved my chest hair with this thing. So actually, it's been on the chest before it's been on my nuts. But yeah, Manscaped. Get all your Manscaped stuff. Sort your bollocks out. I definitely use that. Do you, have you got a, have you, did you get a pack from Manscaped? Yes. Because that ball deodorant is amazing. <laughs> yes. It's an amazing smell. I, I want to rub it on my face. I ball toner myself. I feel, de- oh no, not the toner. I've not used that, but the, 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 the deodorant thing. I want to rub it on my face. It feels dangerous. I like it. it <laughs> smells fantastic. My hands smell, smell amazing afterwards, but then I think, hmm, I've just been rubbing them all over my nuts. So do they really smell fantastic? Yes, they do. Yes, they do, people. So you can, I, I can't remember, never remember what the code is out, but I'm sure you do. Is it? 5RSN. That's the one. 5RSN. Get your Manscaped stuff. Get your ball deodorant, which smells fantastic, everybody. Get this uh, lawnmower 3.0 with a handy light. And don't forget, touching my balls. There you go. 5RSN. Get your shit together. Yeah. 20% off if you use that promo code 5RSN. All right, let's get into well the, worth it. Let's get into the game. Seattle yeah. has to travel across the country. That used yep. to mean something. I guess yep. if we're getting some weather, lately it's been it's been an oven here, Simon. Okay. Yep. The other day it was 103 degrees and I was inside my car with the air conditioning on and I was and I was contemplating throwing my you know driving into a lake. <laughs> okay. It's, it, it was not pleasant, all right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, the last game that we played here against Buffalo, we kept getting these intermittent showers, and the day mm. turned so pleasant that Buffalo was just at home. It was 82 degrees. You got that little misty rain every five minutes, so it cooled you down. Can you bank on the cross-country trip and bad weather as, as an equalizer in this game? Um, I think I think you can. It'd be great if it stayed really hot, plus the travelling across the, the the country. Because you look at the, some of those big guys, you Patty, Damian Lewis, um, Puna Ford on defence. You know that's that, that's no fun for anybody, uh, especially if we come out throwing. It's no fun for the secondary running up. You know, running wind sprints in that you know ninety five degree heat and ninety eight percent humidity or whatever. Nobody wants to be doing that. Uh, obviously, there's a few guys that are. You know, local, you look at Homer, you look at DJ Dallas, you know, a lot of guys that played in the South in terms of, you know, Damian Lewis, obviously went to college in the South, Jaran Reed, uh, guys like that. So, you know, how much of an impact that has remains to be seen. DK Metcalf obviously played in Mississippi and it's pretty hot down there too, or up there or wherever. Um, so, yeah, but I, I always think it's a factor. But I, I, I wonder also if it's a factor for because as much as we practice in it, I don't think you could ever get yourself ready for 95 degrees. It doesn't matter how much you practice in it. It's still mm. really, really hot. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it does affect both teams. And, uh, and what that does as well is muscle injuries. And you look at Byron Jones, you look at, you look at Devontae Parker. You know, these are two guys we need to keep healthy. And in the hot, cramping, muscles start to go. That's really not good for the Dolphins. So, you know, that's something we kind of need to... Need to control as well. I suppose the good thing is not having any fans in the stadium because, you know, I'm sure even though Seattle are having to travel sort of 5,000 miles across the country, there'd still be, you know, there'd still be more Seahawks fans than, than Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins fans, calm down. Stop <laughs> tweeting at me. I know. <laughs> I know it's hot out there and whatever. And I know you don't like sitting out there. And But I always get the, it's really hot for Dolphins fans. But if it's hot for Dolphins fans, why is the stadium always full of Pittsburgh fans, New England fans, Buffalo fans, you know, 
Yeah, it's, and there are having fans well against Buffalo they had thirteen thousand fans out out of those thirteen thousand. We couldn't even sell all the tickets. Yeah, and there was a lot, and a lot of Dolphin fans sold their tickets to the wrong people. Okay, they sold them to Bills fans who filled up an end zone in that game. So I don't know. I don't know if it'll help against Seattle. I think this Uh, is. I think two things about this game as well. Just to interrupt you, I think one, it's a statement game because you know as much as we criticize the Dolphins for their Week One performance and the defeat, as much as we criticize them for the Buffalo performance, Buffalo three zero. Yes. Uh, you know, they're playing well. They're one of the best all-around teams in football with one of the best coaching staffs, one of the best front offices. You know, they beat a very good and unbeaten Rams team at the weekend. And, and frankly, it shouldn't have been as close as it was. Now, that tells you quite a lot about this Dolphins team. You know, coming out here against Seattle and making a statement, if, if they fall by the wayside and lose, you know, 35, 14 or whatever, and it's not competitive, then they're kind of who we thought they are. Yeah. But if this is a team that kept Buffalo to within three points, that beat a Jacksonville team that had played pretty damn well for the first two weeks of the season and dominated them at home, if this is a team that can lose closely to Seattle or even beat them, then maybe they are better than the sum of the parts that we believe them to be. That's point A. Point B, I would say that what will be very important in this game, two players I think will be very important in this game, are Matt Hawke and Michael Dixon, two of the best punters in the league and certainly two of the best punters at downing punts inside their opponent's 10-yard line. Both are very, very good directional punters and field position will be hugely important, I think, in a game like this because for, for obvious reasons, field position will be, you know, very important, but especially if it's hot, you want, you know, long drives, certainly opponents long drives. So Matt Hawk, you know, that great punt that he had against Jacksonville last week, he downed inside, you know, bounced at the one, was downed at the four. You know, if you if we can get Seattle starting deep in their own territory and having to grind out long drives, you know, or three and outs because they're deep in it, backed up in their own uh, end, and then the defense hasn't had much of a rest, is back on the field again and is getting tired, and then we can you know sneak up the rails in the fourth quarter. Matt Hawk be very very important, but similarly, Michael Dixon could be very important for for Seattle, two of the best young punters in the game. All right, now, what would a dolphin win look like, Simon? Because I think it looks uh, like it looks like 360 yards passing from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that's yeah. What, I think Fitz, I think that's what a dolphin got a hell of a game. Like. Yeah, I think Fitz has got to have a big game. Um, I think one of the receivers is going to have to have a big game. Yeah, it might be Mike Gasicki. Gasicki matches up really well against this defense. Um, you know, the run game started to show interesting improvements last week. You know, we talked about Darren Smith's mind. Um, and his ability as a blocker. You know, we've talked about Solomon Kindley uh, and the way he's developing. You know, if the Dolphins can establish some run game and use the run to set up Fitzpatrick, Fitz is going to have to be on, you know, and we're going to really need a big game from Parker. I really think that, you know, Devontae's got to have a really big game. He's got to be healthy and he's got to have a big game. So, uh, you know, I think the Dolphins, if they can establish the run game, if Fitz is clean, if he has a clean pocket and one of the receivers, but ideally Parker has a big game, I think, you know, we could, you know, we could keep it close against a very good team. But this is a real statement game for this Dolphins team. You'll see more than any other game we've played this season exactly what this team is like. I, I agree. If they, if they win this game, we can start talking realistically that they're a bottom tier playoff team, that they're playing for that seventh seed. Because if you look around the league, you know, like, Who's really that much better if the Dolphins can't pull off a win against Seattle? Because Seattle's an absolute 
Super Bowl contender, even though that their secondary has given up a lot of yardage and points. You know, they, they're putting some heads on the wall. Uh, Dallas, I believe, is a really good football team, although they haven't showed it so far. Seattle pretty much dominated that game. It just, you know, it just it, it drew close, but Seattle looked like they were they were the much better team for most of that game. I think you can make a case that Seattle are the second as it stands today. I mean, the the NFC East is a is a disaster. Although Dallas obviously look, you know, are probably better than their record. Um, you know, Chicago, Detroit. I mean, Chicago are probably the worst three zero team in NFL history. Detroit are, are bad. Minnesota have been terrible. Yeah, and the Atlanta, Eagles who were expected terrible. to be good, the Eagles look like a bad football team. They yeah. just look like a bad football team. The Eagles look bad. You know, Atlanta bad. Carolina rebuilding. New Orleans, Drew Brees, just the, the arm's just gone. Tampa, obviously, will expect to get better later on. The Cardinals have been okay, but, you know, weren't great the other day. Um, the Rams have been pretty decent. The 49ers have got so many injuries. I mean, they, you know, they did well to beat the Jets the other day, but can you really, can, can they get back to a Super Bowl with that many injuries? I don't, I don't see it. So I think Green Bay... Seattle and probably Tampa are the, are the strength of the NFC. Yes. So what a statement game for the Dolphins if they could, if they could, you know, shock the Seahawks and, and, and beat them on Sunday. All right. So it's time to pick it, and I'll go first. All right. Do it. I think the Dolphins. I think it's too much to ask to to beat Russell Wilson, and I am saying Russell Wilson. He's just too good. And I think we're going to see it on display late in the game as Russell Wilson takes the Seahawks down the field. I have a lot of faith in this Dolphin team to play. Really tough. I think it helps that they're coming across the country. But Russell Wilson, just like last time, when the Dolphins fell to the Seahawks in Seattle on a late drive by Russell Wilson, I think it happens again, unfortunately. And Russell Wilson gets a touchdown on the board late in the game to beat the Dolphins. Let's call it 30-24. to 24. Simon? Okay, I was, I was going to go 31 Seattle, 23 Miami. All right. And you see it very much the same way. It's just Russell Wilson. It's just too much to stop. I think it'll be tight, but yeah, it, just, you know, when you have an elite, elite, elite player, you know, it, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Russell, you know, whether it's Aaron Donald, they are oftentimes the, the it factor in, in, in important games. Do you know what I mean? They have the ability to take over games, which other players just do not. Um, and especially at the quarterback position, it just means more because they touch the ball every down. Um, and he is so good. He is so accurate. He is the best deep ball passer in football, as I said. Easily. He's just got such a great, yeah, he's got such a great mind. He's such a great leader. Um, yeah, I just think it will be a bridge too far. But if the Dolphins can keep it close, then it should say a lot of interesting things moving forwards. And I agree. I think they will. I think the Dolphins are going to play a good game. It's just too much to ask. It's just too much to ask. And this is an and it's okay. Candidate. Do you know what I mean? It's okay not to be, yeah, not to match up with the second or third best team in the NFC at the moment. It's okay yeah. to to fall a bit short. Yeah, you know, if they get blown out, that's a different matter. Yeah, lose by a touchdown or less, that's okay. As long as they were competitive, as long as it wasn't, you know, as long as it wasn't, you know, as long as we're talking garbage time touchdowns. If if the game is close heading into the fourth quarter, and you know the Dolphins keep it close, then that would be a, you know, that would be a strong statement. Yeah, and getting yeah, getting killed at home by you know several touchdowns yeah. is no longer an option. That's not something no. that this team is looking to ever. This is twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So they want to compete, and they feel like they should compete inside that building. So we shall see on Sunday. But we do. We both feel that it's a bridge too far. But yeah. we do expect a good performance. Definitely. All right, guys. 
We will talk to you guys next week on Monday as we recap Seahawks Dolphins. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Winning season at returns at MyBookie, and that's where you can get double your first deposit. Double your first deposit. Get in on the action using promo code three yards, and uh, and that's how you double your first deposit. New players get up to a thousand dollars in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. So uh, get in on MyBookie, and remember to use the promo code three yards. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. So your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.